as I said earlier, all of Lita needs to get together and actually have a conversation where they don't lie to each other and keep shit from each other. Right. Seriously. Kasima needs to throw down um, Moreau in the middle. Helena needs to say, hey, has anybody seen my babies? Uh, <laughs> Allison needs to be like, so I'm selling drugs. Felix, I'm your new hookup. Kasima, <laughs> uh, too. And, yeah, and put everything together and have I also them think all look at it. I'm just kind of at this point, like, they need to show Delphine that book. Like, I know they can't totally trust her, but, like, I feel like she could probably... They can't trust Delphine at all. I know, but she could help, and she would. Yeah. She would help, and then she would immediately call Topside. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so either. She told Leaky fucking everything. Yeah. She didn't uh, want to tell him everything, though. She told him what she needed to tell him to cure Kasima. And and I think she's been her. burned. I mean, she trusted Rachel, or she, or she, um, maybe she didn't trust Rachel. But remember, at the end of this of last season, Rachel led Rachel used her. Like, yeah, Rachel used her. So she she's been burned. I think she'd be careful, and I don't think. I, I think, like I, I don't know. At this point, I really feel like. And I've said this always, but everything Delphine is doing, everything is in her crazy, twisted way of trying to save Cassima's life. And them telling her about that book could only help. She's not, she cares about Cassima and about her sisters, and that's why she's doing what she's doing. And I really think that they need Delphine to be on their side. They need her. I, re- they just I agree with you. I agree that Delphine's motives are all because of Cosima. I don't think she has an ulterior motive at all. I think what she really she trusted Leaky and Rachel was because of that. So, No, I, I agree that she did them for the right reasons, but she still um, went against Cosima's wishes, like, at every turn. Like, she didn't yes, give Cosima the, like... Yes, and Cosima's still breathing because of it. No, and I'm not, I'm not saying... She didn't give Cosima the chance to see that doing it Delphine's way was right. She just, I know what's best for you, so we're going to do it my way, even though you told me no. Like, she could have waited a day or two to get Kasima on her side. She could have talked to her sisters to get Kasima on her side, and she didn't. She went to the people that Kasima didn't want to know about this. And so that's that's why I think it's going to be a while. Well, um, and That's why I think it'll be hard for Kasima to tell her anything. Well, and Kasima pretty clearly doesn't want to tell her anything because she broke her heart, too. Yeah, there's that. And, I mean, like, you'd want to say, oh, you're logical, you're the scientist, you should put that aside and do what's best for the science. But if someone you love breaks your heart and just leaves you, you're not going to want to call them and be like, so, all this information. Because, like, Kasima doesn't want to see Delphine. I well, guess. and also... and. <laughs> And also the I miss you thing, dick move. Dick move. Mm. Uh, dick yeah, move. I'll give you that. But I thought, I, I love the scene where with Delphine where, where Cosimo walks in on her. I just, wow, Delphine was just so in, in charge. Just, you know, yeah, she's it just a powerful woman. And she just, you know, just bang, 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 you know, you know you've got a brain, you know, you did this. Look at, did you, and did you think to look at these? 
you know, this. Yeah, no, she came in and she was she was HBIC. Like I'm not denying that at all, and I'm not saying that to see that Delphine needs to be completely out of the loop, but. I can see why no one trusts her, and I'm not sure that I trust her, because she won't let the sisters do it on their terms. Delphine will do it on her terms. Or on top side of her terms. Yeah, and that, for me, that's the difference. Well, and even trusting people who are doing things for the right reasons can be hard, because if your reasons are right, but what you do ends up causing more trouble, I can see why they're not trusting her. Her. I'm with Katrin that I think it would be helpful to give her the book, but if I were one of the sisters, I'd don't think I would give her the book. I don't know why Cassim is hiding it from the rest of the sisters, but I mean, maybe Allison should know well, anything because Allison. <laughs> well, like, well, nobody else can really. If everyone, can anybody, knew everything. Uh, okay, so what's just happened? Somebody needs to say something. <laughs> well, I was going to say I'm not sure it made sense to to share it with the sisters because they they're not scientific. Would they really have any knowledge to bring to decoding it? I think it's just like telling the sisters that this thing exists more mm. than sharing the science because, no, they wouldn't understand the science. Right, okay. I'm sorry, Katrin, you were going like, to say something. I feel like given, I don't know, I think if everyone knew everything, Sarah knew about the book, blah, 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 I feel like the, Sarah would say that Delphine should be a part of this. I feel like, I don't know. I just think, given that Sarah kind of seems to understand Delphine's motives and such, she knows about Helsinki and everything. I still don't know if Cassima knows about that. Um, I don't know. I just feel like Delphine is an obvious solution that they're just kind of ignoring, and it's frustrating. Um, I agree, but I also think that it's going to be Scott that gives her the book. That's a good point. I think oh, yes. right. I think I it's going to be want Scooter. Scott to, I want Scott to at some point just be like, Cosima, I'm sick of your shit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He's getting there. Cosima's pissing think, me off this season, so. I think I think he's getting there because he was like, the hell have you been? I've been trying to call you. And so, like, I really think that, like, yeah. I feel like Cosima um, is getting very flippant and acting out as though she's a teenager or something because she probably feels like dyad and everything is kind of holding her down and she wants to do what she wants to do. And them telling her that she can't just do whatever is probably making her want to do whatever more. And that's just kind of the feeling I'm getting from her. Well, and I like that actually. I like it because it, again, it's, it's one of the things that does seem more realistic in the show because if you get your heart broken and you're dealing with all this clone stuff and oh whoops you almost died that's probably gonna take some time to get through yes which i think is why felix was like um you need to go get some to get your moving on happening though uh i don't really like shay me neither i don't like her either. I mean, me neither i mean she's really pretty and she's fun to look at I mean, she's Ksenia Solo, and I love Ksenia Solo. She's one of the main characters on Lost Girl, and I love that actress, but, like, I just don't like Shay. She's, I don't know, she's kind of like a blend of Kennedy and um, Danny from Glee. Mm -hmm. Like, just kind of 
pointless and not interesting. I feel like she's the new Paul. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love her on her on Lost Girl. Me too. Um, when, do you guys think that Shay was telling the truth when, like, with how she knew about Sarah? No. Yeah, I don't think so either. Not even a little bit. I don't like Shay at all. I don't trust her, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, the I don't trust her either. The question I have is whether she's a, she's a Delphine plant or Delphine is just watching. I don't think she's a Delphine plant. Delphine seems... Just a bit too jealous for it to for Shay to be there by her, you know, her choice. No, I I totally think that she could have put her there and is now just doing in the hate and the jealousy of it because I don't, I don't think that Del that Delphine thought Casima would go this far so quickly. Yeah, but I just don't I don't think Delphine would want to put the opportunity out there. I guess it's my thinking. I feel like she really thinks that. She's going to get Kasima back when this is all over, and I don't think that she would put Shay in her path. I don't think she wants Kasima anywhere near anyone else. Like, So I don't think she's a Delphine plant. I think she's something else, but I don't know what. Or maybe she's just a you know nice, normal person, and we're really suspicious. I think <laughs> we have reason to be suspicious after all of the I other characters so have turned out to be suspicious. I actually think I trust her less <laughs> than I trusted trust her less than I trusted Delphine when she was first introduced, so that's saying something. Yeah, I don't even know what to do with Shay. I I don't know. Like, I kind of want to like her. I liked her a little bit last week. I don't yeah, really I like her, her now. Last week, last week, I got a really good feeling that she and Cosimo could be really, like, good friends, but this week kind of killed and they're just super awkward. I don't know. A lot of people say they feel the chemistry really well, but I just don't. I just, I don't feel it. It's oh, I, I awkward see, to I me. I see the chemistry. Like, that's not, for me, that's not a thing. Um, it's just that, and I didn't trust Kennedy on uh, Buffy either, for those of mm-hmm. you who have no idea why we keep saying Kennedy. I was wondering. <laughs> oh, Buffy. Um if you haven't watched Buffy, please pause this. Watch <laughs> all seven seasons. I have seen all of it. We it's will been wait. a while, though. Oh. Yeah, we'll wait. Uh, we expect updates. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I never trusted Kennedy. And, like, even reading the comics, I'm like, no, Kennedy's still a bad guy. <laughs> like, there was just, I never trusted Kennedy. And so when Katrin texted me and she was like, yeah, I don't like Kennedy. Oh, I mean Shay. I was like, that's it. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Like, I couldn't put my finger on it. Like, I don't... She's evil and she's sneaky and she knows about Sarah in a different way and I don't like it. It may not have been a Delphine plant, but she's a topside plant. Hmm. Like, I think somebody went yeah. over Delphine's head. Yeah. I'm thinking she might be Cosima's new monitor or something, but then I don't really know if Delphine is supposed to still be Cosima's monitor. Which I kind of hope and, she is. That that makes the pictures a lot less, you know, horrible, I think. Still horrible, well, and, but... Okay, but who are they reporting to? The science guy is gone. Are they reporting to Neelan? Maybe. Is Donnie reporting to Neelan? No, no I don't know. I don't know what that is, Donnie. Well, they're He's all the self-aware. Worst. Do they really... Do they still... Do monitors still make sense for them? See, I was wondering, well, too, because it didn't seem they, like any of them have monitors now, really. Like... 
Because, yeah, Donnie is still with Allison, but not reporting. To some degree, I don't know. I feel like they would need to have, if nothing else, like, someone, I feel like, is watching Cosimo to make sure she's staying healthy, Um, be that in an official monitor capacity or because Delphine is telling them to, like, I don't know. Right. Well, on this show, apparently if someone's your monitor, you have to bang them, so. Well, yes. It's a prerequisite. That's how this show works. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. I have a rant about um, Paul. We kind of already Please talked go. about him. Okay, go ahead, do it. So, we have more. We have more to talk about, Paul. So go ahead. That last line of his to Sarah that it was never Beth I loved line. <laughs> Bullshit. Oh my God, it made me so mad. Like, okay, here's my thing. Like, you want that to be this nice, sweet thing you say to Sarah? Like, that's your goodbye. Okay. Well, fuck you, Paul. Am I allowed to say fuck? Sorry. Yes, you are. Uh, I've I said it like did. five times this episode. Like oh, it's a right. it's a it's a fuck episode. Okay. So really, Paul, it was never Beth I loved. Okay, but it was Beth whose life you ruined. It was Beth you pretended to love and refused to leave for two goddamn years. It was Beth who you drove to drinking and pills and as far as anyone knows, jumping in front of a goddamn train. It was her whose life you destroyed. You want the last thing you ever say about Beth to be, oh, Sarah meant more to me? Well, fuck you. I'm glad you're dead. Like, that made me so angry. He ruined this woman's life. And that's all he has to say? Oh, my God. That, I I have a lot of rage. (laughs) I, yeah, no. When he said that, I went, "Oh, fuck you, Paul!" Really? <laughs> I think my exact words were, "Oh God, go blow yourself up." <laughs> <What's laughs> <funny? laughs> Wait, Lynette, you're you're far away. What's happening? Dad, Katrin, tell us how you really feel about it. Don't hold back. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I I you know I don't think it's I don't think you can lay ruining her life on Paul solely Paul well that's what her letters if he, said if he, had, if he had loved her it might have helped her deal with the clone thing but I think it was the clone thing that did it I mean the letters that Sarah found in Beth's apartment seem to indicate that Beth was miserable because Paul didn't love her and she couldn't figure out why he wouldn't leave like and Sarah seemed to have pretty much worked out, like, and I don't know, I feel like Sarah really got a good reading of Beth while she was pretending to be here, and she had pretty much worked out, like, she killed herself because of the things you made her feel, like, I don't know, I feel like a lot of that is on Paul, and that really pisses me off, because I love Beth, and I don't like that he ruined her life. See, I took it differently, because I don't, I like I remember the letters and stuff, but it seemed like she was upset that she loved him and he wouldn't leave, but she didn't leave either. And so that's part of it. And I mean, also, I think it was more the clone stuff and trying to figure out, like, someone is killing us. You know, I just killed Maggie Chen. I don't think that Beth knew Paul was involved in all of that. So, I mean, she was spying on him. She knew something. Right. Well, she knew something, and I think she had tried to leave, and Paul wouldn't let her. Yeah. Because, it like, Paul, like, saying he wouldn't leave means that she tried to, like, end it. Or to me, it means that, like, she tried to end it, and he kept doing the, no, I love you, we have to be together, we can get through this. 
but she could feel and she knew that he didn't love her. I've just had a realization. Yes. Do you remember when Paul and Sarah were fighting and he said he was going to go stay at Cody's house? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Cody. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did I forget to bring that up like three episodes ago? Somebody, who was it that caught that? So one of the, one of our group caught that. Yeah, someone in our group caught it, and I meant to say it on the episode, and I forgot. Yeah, yeah, wow. that's pretty amazing. Yeah, good call, <laughs> good call, Sandra. <laughs> this was just one of those like, oh my goodness, this is sort of tangentially related to what we're saying. I I normally have a few of those in episode, and I have yet to have mine, so I feel like it's coming. Either that or you had it. You, yeah. you may have had it since. Maybe it's like one of the sestras has to have it once in a Yeah, episode. one of us has to do it, and you did it this time. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Paul, he tries to explain to Miller what's happening so that he can, um, like, explain, like, you're, you know, being told to go out and have coitus and it's killing people and she's doing this bad science she's experimenting on civilians and i'm just trying to save sarah and you know so on and so forth and uh miller just doesn't you know nope you hurt my mommy i'm gonna stab you in the gut a couple of times um and then he has his stupid proclamation of love um and i'm first certain that the only reason that Paul loved Sarah versus Beth is because Sarah was crazier in bed. (laughs) Secondly, okay, so then he runs off, stabbed, or like bleeds off, whatever. Has time to find uh, the caster bones to get it next to him to make sure that shit goes down. And then have the grenade all hidden and pulled and set so that when they piss him off... (laughs) He can just explode everything. And then he gets shot like six times, but is still yeah, alive. Yeah, he's still alive. Yeah, I know. She shot him in the, she shot him in the peripheries. It would have taken him a, a minute. Okay. Because even if, even if it got the lungs, it's still like, it's not instantaneous. Like it would have had to have been a heart or a head, and it wasn't. It was periphery. Uh, gotcha. I did write in my notes, these people are the worst at killing Paul. <laughs> Very true. Uh, but I did before before we knew about the the grenade and Rudy walks in like Paul has this bloody ass rag on his gut and Rudy walks in and sticks a gun to his head. The fuck's he going to do, Rudy? <laughs> he's bleeding. <laughs> like he's been stabbed. There's not like he's not going to get up and kick you in the face here. And then uh, when the grenade came out, I was like, oh, well, I guess maybe there was. <laughs> See, I was, I wish, okay, I, I was spoiled on almost everything. I believe the spoilers I read said Allison and Donnie do a money dance in their underpants. Um, Delphine tells Cosima she misses her and Cosima snubs her. Delphine gets drunk and looks at the pictures of Cosima and Shay. Paul dies, and that was it. And then the poster for the episode was the grenade. So I pretty much knew Paul had a grenade as soon as he wasn't dead when we came back from commercial break. So, like, nothing in this episode was actually surprising for me, which was disappointing. Um, I'm actually kind of glad that Paul went out in such a way. Uh, I, for me, I just feel like it was really important to, for Paul to explode. 
<laughs> I liked it. I liked Paul in this episode. Okay. Um, I did too. I have a slightly terrible thing that I should say now. Um, <laughs> say it. Okay. So I have this thing. Uh, whenever there are two characters I don't like interacting on screen, I will tell them, like I will say, I wish you would just simultaneously destroy each other. And then okay. Paul and Miller did, and I was happy about it. I'm like, oh my god, that actually, they actually did that. They simultaneously <laughs> destroyed each other. I'm a morbid, tiny person. Great. Yeah, but I, I did momentarily feel bad for for Paul, and then I got mad at him because of that line. So, <laughs> which so then it was all over, and you were like, go right, explode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I so, literally just said, go blow yourself up. <laughs> okay, the big thing that we haven't talked about, I mean, we've mentioned it, but there's two things. I knew there was two things. Okay. One thing is we haven't really actually discussed Money Dance. We've kind of glossed over it. But um, so much was perfect about that scene. First of all, Allison can kind of twerk. And uh, that makes me feel bad that I can't. She learned at the clone dance party, remember? She was starting. <laughs> Felix. That's right. Um, I need a Felix to come over and teach me because I should be able to and I can't. And it's weird. Um Secondly, she was wearing the most sensible bra and panty set that I have ever seen to be doing a um, stripper money dance with her husband on the bed. Uh, Donnie's chonies had more life than Allison's. (laughs) Um, I love how Donnie was ashamed for all of the reasons when Gemma saw. (laughs) That was so funny. These poor like, oh my children. God, like, what, are you 12? <laughs> like, tell your daughter, sorry, Mommy and Daddy were dancing. We were being silly. We'll be right with you. Like, it didn't have to be such an embarrassing thing. Now your kid's going to be all, like, in the middle of karate. Hey, do your parents dance naked? <laughs> like, because it, he turned it into such a weird thing. Like, he very easily could have just been like, oh, Mommy and Daddy were being silly. Like, not a big deal. But he, like, freaked out, like, oh, my God, you can't see my parts. It's weird. Like, Donnie. I think, I think we can establish Donnie is not good under pressure of any kind. <laughs> and I will say that Donnie in the soap shop, when Allison starts talking soap, <laughs> like, try, trying to be all bad about the soap, we'll handle the soap part. Obviously, because that's the least important part. Jason doesn't need to know about the must. We'll handle the must part. Uh, right. <laughs> and I will say that um, Allison is a genius because everybody knows the best way to launder money is with soap. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm very proud of that. <laughs> uh, so this means we're going to meet Allison's mom, right? Yes. Okay. Good. I uh, need to know what I need to know what raised this woman. <laughs> Seriously. Um, so, and then the other thing that I'm going to bring up, because somebody else said it, possibly while I was live chatting a handful of you yesterday, since you all wanted to see my reactions. Um, Mark was from Sammy's team. Yes. For I... those of you who aren't Katrin and Liz, Sammy was our beloved Tony's watcher. Monitor. Oh. So, did Mark know Sammy? Therefore, does Mark know about Tony? Therefore, oh my god, is Tony coming back? Tony needs to come back. 
Tony yeah, Tony needs Co- to come back. I need, I just, I need him. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. He's so important to me. And we just finished that episode, actually, uh, The Husband. <laughs> <laughs> we finished a few episodes of, uh, last time we spoke. When Leaky got shot, uh, Jake smiled really big. <laughs> did kind of a surprised giggle. And then started singing the song. <laughs> like, along with, like, the background music. Um, and then with Tony, like, the whole time, he was like, so are we sure that Tony isn't Sarah's twin? <laughs> and uh, he did not feel weird about felony at all, but he could see why other people do. Felony, for those of you who don't keep up on ship names, is the ship name of uh, Tony and Felix. Oh, Okay. Felony, isn't that adorable? And I feel it's extra fitting. It's I feel so like they both committed them. some of them. Yeah. I feel like they both just are some of them. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah. I think that was awesome. I so, yeah. was super excited by the mention of Sammy because that's the closest thing we've gotten to a mention of Tony since he was on the show. Right. And I'm hoping that that means... Like, because Sammy's dead, so the only the closest thing they'll have to, you know, Sammy is Tony. So I'm hoping that means they're going to bring Tony back because I miss him very much. I totally agree. And I would love to see, I would love to see all that happen. Yeah, I think he'd be a really interesting character to bring back. And this thing that just occurred to me, do you think that Tony because he's, um, like, transitioning to a man or whatever, do you think his ovaries would be affected the same way? His epithelial cells would be. So epithelial cells aren't just ovary cells. They're not just uterine cells. They're the cells that make up the outside of all of our organs. Okay. So for Tony, it may hit the lungs immediately, or it may hit his liver, or it may hit his spleen, or... um, but unless Tony has had a full hysterectomy and oophorectomy, it probably would affect those first since that seems to be where it starts. Um, and also, Tony has transitioned. He did mention in his episode that uh, he went through all of the identity crisis stuff a long time ago. Oh, okay. So I didn't know if he was, like, fully transitioned. or He is fully transitioned, okay. yes. Yeah, some of the science is just interesting, and I don't know enough about it. So that's why I have you, my sister. <laughs> um, it's okay. That's why you have me, and that's why I have Lynette and Katrin. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> um, and Google is actually really helpful, as long as you read the right thing. True. <laughs> like, be careful if it says .org, because um, it could either be good or it could be uh, religious. Oh. Which oftentimes is not helpful. Okay. So you have to be careful. <laughs> yes. I would be totally lost if it weren't for you, Liz, and also um Tatiana's Everyone podcast has a has Sally who calls in and leaves scientific explanations. So if it weren't for you guys I'd be screwed because I don't understand science. Not a problem. Um and I mean my husband's going to school in science. So if you ever have questions, just text He'll he'll get it figured out. He'll get really excited for you to talk science. It's adorable. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, seriously, the guy at the comic book shop 
actually. Jake walked in the other day and he was like, oh, good. You came in today. Um, I have this question. <laughs> it was really adorable. I love that. So, yeah. So Jake is like the science nerd of our comic book shop. It's adorable. But um, so, yeah, I think we covered everything. I, I have a couple of things I want to bring up. Yes. Go. Okay. Well, you talk, we talked about um, Sarah's dreams. And how, um, well, the first one w- was with Kira. The second one, it was definitely Charlotte because she was limping. Mm. Oh, okay. Oh, and okay. so I was wondering why you thought, if you had any ideas on why it was Kira in one place and Charlotte in another. That kind or, of confused me too. Or why, if there, if there's any reason, if there's any, you know, why wouldn't it be Kira in both places? Why wouldn't it be Charlotte in both places? Why Kira the first place but not the second? I thought when I saw Kira, actually, the, when I first heard the giggle, I thought it was it would be Charlotte. This is when it's Kira. I thought it would be Charlotte because when the first time you see Charlotte, she giggles. She's at Marion's house and she giggles. And mm-hmm. that's when Sarah sees her. And then she went into the tent and I thought, Oh, this is how she's going to, you know, somehow Sarah's going to remember something and she's going to become aware of the eggs. But that that wasn't it. So any any thoughts? I mean, I think it turned out to be Beth, but I just don't know why it was. Yeah, I don't know why it was one in one place and one in the other. Like something that occurred to me when I was watching them go into the fort is like in a weird convoluted way, Kira was leading Sarah to you know, something closer to understanding the science that the eggs would probably also help with. I don't know. And I mean, I could see Charlotte being in a dream sequence thing because it's, you know, it's it's a person that Sarah just met and also kind of maybe like her inner child, kind of. I don't know. It, it was I think, weird. I think that for Charlotte, it was a clone leading her to a clone about a clone thing. But Charlotte I think with, was telling her it would be okay. You, Charlotte was leading her in the tunnel, right? Yeah, to, okay. to Beth. To a, no, that was well, Kira, wasn't it? No, no, Kira led her to the fort and to, and to um, Mr. the Beth blood Rudy. thing. Yeah. To the, oh, to the blood thing. Okay, all right. Yeah, Kira led her to the blood, blood thing. thing. Okay, and I that was that was about the sickness and about Helena and Helena's babies. Okay, which I think is a key, and I'm not sure how it fits, but it's important. And so that's why Kira was the lead in that, and that's why Charlotte was the lead for the other dream because that one was all about the clones and the sisters. Okay. So it was the tiny sister and the quote unquote dead sister. Okay. Okay. Then the other thing. That was interesting to me. And this is a a bit smaller point is when Helena eats the scorpion. I think it's for the first time this season. We hear that her screech. Yeah, it was. Her screech was pretty much replaced by Pupak's like purring, clicking thing. Uh And then when she eats him, we finally get to hear the screech again. Uh Good. Mm -hmm. Missed it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Helena. Okay. This is super nitpicky, but Paul tells Sarah this tunnel comes out in a garage, take a Jeep, you know, go, basically. So how did Helena find her way into the tunnel? When she didn't escape through the tunnel, she climbed over the wall. 
Um, it's Helena. She has Sestra GPS. <laughs> Her Sestra senses were tingling. Yeah. So, yeah, it was, um, and also she could have come back and saw a garage and, like, tried to steal a car and hid or whatever. Like, I don't know. For me, pretty much anything Helena does just makes sense because Helena is weird. <laughs> <laughs> Helena is weird. I just thought that that was kind of a a super convenience that right. Helena happened to be in the tunnel. It was right. like when the Cylon was, like, following people and knowing exactly where to go. Yeah. It was like that kind of thing again. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes, we, we can. can now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. You you tunneled again for a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something's going on. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, you were I, talking I about a tunnel, and you wanted to get the real experience. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I agree with you. I, I I couldn't. I said, you know, that's kind of convenient that she knew exactly where her sister was. It was just weird to me. Like at first, I thought it was still part of the dream, but I don't think it was. No, I don't think so. Yeah, the other thing that, and and I was talking about kind of like the weird realism of stuff. Just one of the concerns I'm having about this season is the reliance on magic blood. And magic blood is one of my huge pet peeves in television or in stories or in whatever, right? Like if a child has magic blood that can heal stuff, then it just becomes a crutch way too easily, I feel. And something I really liked in series one was that Kira's blood saving Kasima made perfect sense because something about the stem cells of a clone child would be interesting. And like Kira having super healing powers or whatever, like it, it didn't seem that far out of the realm, but I'm just kind of wondering with like all these blood transfusions and now Sarah can fight off the disease and all of that. I'm just, I'm kind of nervous about magic blood, being too prevalent, I guess. I don't know what you guys think about that. Because, like, it bugged me in Battlestar Galactica. It ruined heroes. It, You know, like, I don't know. For me, I don't think any of the blood is magic. Um, I think that Sarah being able to fight off this disease makes sense because she's the only one who isn't sterile. Right. So it would make sense that she would be able to fight off this thing that affects sterile people. Um and I don't think that Kira brought Kasima back from the dead. I think she literally woke Kasima up when Kasima was trying to give up. So I think it's more a tangible, like Allison says, I feel like Kira's my daughter too. Mm-hmm. I think Kasima kind of feels the same way. And um, so I think that that's, it's more about Kasima still fighting and Kira was the tangible vision of that, as opposed to a um, magic kid who kept her from dying. I'm totally willing to go with sense. that. I like that theory. That's comforting. Thank you. <laughs> and also, I just realized that we did not talk about Gracie um, and her atrophied ovaries. Oh, no, we didn't, did we? I loved Gracie here. I thought Gracie was amazing. She's becoming she one of my favorites. She was so good. Like, she was so good. And Felix being big brotherly with her was cute. And then Kasima. Yes, Kasima yeah. was like, very sweet, Like, fixing too. her jacket and fixing her hair. And, like, it'll be okay, little sister. Like, it was adorable. I loved that. And, I mean, obviously one of the most important things Gracie said, she was like, 
I'm kind of relieved because Simon does that make me a monster. And Simon was like the furthest thing from it, sweetheart. Like, I don't know. I thought that was really touching. And I just want to see Gracie and Mark get back together. Yes. Because they're know. both so sweet. Yeah. I but I think Gracie's going to that. <laughs> I think have to go a long way to forgiving him first. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I want to see them interact again, which I'm sure that we'll get soon-ish, I hope, before the series ends. But, yeah, I don't know. I thought Gracie was fantastic, and it was, I don't know, it was kind of heartbreaking to see Mark see Gracie's picture in there. And then as I thought the juxtaposition was really cool of Paul flipping through the medical charts and medical records as they're doing the ultrasound on Gracie, and they're both finding out the same thing like at the same time. I thought that was really cool in terms of just putting it together. Yeah. No, they're pretty good at their juxtaposition. They are. They're great. All right. So did we catch everything? Yes, that was everything I wanted to bring up. Okay. I think so as well. Okay. Did we talk about Siobhan and Felix? Oh, the mommy-son fight? The mommy-son fight and Kira in Iceland getting to see a glacier. We kind of glossed over it. Um did you have anything specific or big to say about it? I think I just wanted to mention it and say I, I really liked this moment of kind of. It was a cute moment, yeah. Mother, son, and then they're both very worried about Sarah, but Mrs. S has been worried about Sarah her whole life. so. And they're trying not to show. Yeah, and Felix right. is just getting more and more desperate, and, you know, Siobhan isn't really giving him license to go out and do something crazy about it, and he does it anyway. I thought it was just a cool little family dynamic that I wanted to mention. And I like Siobhan saying, you know, living with Sarah has taught me one thing, and it's how to survive worry. We keep on living. Yep. Okay. Let's do do quotes first. Um, Katrin, why don't you go ahead and go first? Okay. My quote is kind of cheating because it was said twice. Um, That's fine. So just um, Sarah to Beth. And Delphine to Cosima, I miss you. It affected me very deeply both times in very different ways. So, yeah. All right. Very nice. Uh, Sandra? I think I have to go with, now nut up and bring me to the Cyclops. Yeah. (laughs) I have that. (laughs) That was pretty good. Um, Lynette? Oh, go ahead, Janice. Oh, okay. Um, this is when uh, Jason, Donnie, and Allison are outside bubbles, and Jason says, I remember the stock room. <laughs> Donnie says, really? Why? What happened there? <laughs> that was good, yeah. Lynette? It's going to be uh, Sarah and Helena at the end. Sarah goes, you came back, and uh, Helena says, Let's go, sister. People miss us. Yes, that was uh, that was good. Um, I picked because it's just perfect um, when they're at Dyad and um, Felix stops Scooter and says, "We're going to give you ladies some privacy." And then he looks at Gracie and says, "Be strong, my little urchin." <laughs> <laughs> I just. I just love that he has to give her a pet name, but he's still trying to not like her. Mm-hmm. And so urgent is what he comes up with. It was just precious. <laughs> Very cute. Um, favorite scene, Katrin? Oh, definitely best Sarah dream sequence. 
Okay. Uh, Sandra? Oh, I'm so undecided. There was so much. Um, I think I'm going to go for the last scene. Okay. The blowing up of things. Yeah. And I, I uh, do yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, I, I was just going to say I, I liked the way that all of the actors looked like everything was urgent and then there was an explosion. Like, everything mattered. It was cool. Very nice. Uh, Janice? Um, I liked the scene where Cosima walks in on Delphine. Um, I just thought Delphine was just so badass there. Um, you know, first she says, um, how did you two manage to get your hands on a caster brain? And then she has two other things she says, all, you know, all science. And, you know, like they didn't, they thought they were, Scott and Cosima thought they were doing all these things and, in, in, you know, and hid, hidden from everyone. And Delphine's like, no, we know it all. I just loved that scene. Even though I can understand not liking Delphine, I still thought she was really cool there. Well, and I liked her, um, her little line about, well, your sneaky science, you guys realize this shit? No, no, you didn't. <laughs> like, I would have. That was really good. Um, Lynette? Well, it, I like the intensity of the whole scene of him, of Fee and Scott and Rachel. It was pretty intense. Them even getting in there, like you said, Fee taking things in his own hands, and then how he dealt with Rachel and Scott's reaction. So that was my favorite scene. Uh, that was really good, too. So uh, my two were Beth and uh, Paul's death. So I will go with my third, which was uh, the money dance. The money <laughs> dance. Yeah, the money dance. For the humor. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, Katrin, who was your favorite clone? Oh, gosh. Beth. <laughs> good choice. Good choice. Uh, favorite, favorite non-clone? Favorite non-clone has got to be Delphine. It's always Delphine. I love her so much. Yeah. <laughs> Even when I know I shouldn't, I'm just like, oh, I love her. <laughs> um, all right, Sandra? My favorite clone, I think, is Mark, actually. I just, I don't know. He wasn't in a lot of this one, but I just really liked the character moments with him. And my favorite non-clone is Paul, because he got interesting okay. real quick. And then died. <laughs> okay, Sestra, quit reading my notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Janice? Yeah, I ha- uh, well, I, mine's a tie. Um, and they're both, they're bo- I have to pick them because they're both gone. Um, the first one is Paul. I thought he was really interesting. And I love the tears in his eyes at the end when he asks Cody to, to, to you know, cure the guys. Um, my And the other non clone is um the voice of the scorpion which yeah. i will miss <laughs> a lot i love that voice my favorite clone is rachel um you know she's been i mean tatiana as rachel has been doing some hard stuff and yeah this damaged rachel and that yeah it was really good so that's who i'm picking for my favorite clone very good uh lynette I'm going to go with Helena because I always love Helena. And I love that she ate her survival uh, mode conscience and is living more as a nor- thinking more as like a normal person. So I like that a lot. And then she came back, of course, because I knew she would. And my favorite non-clone is Fee. All right. Um, so my favorite clone is tied between Beth and Mark um, for 
well, the Beth obvious reasons, but for the Mark reasons, um, I just, I really, he was limping around, he was hiding in the shadows, he, he was on Paul's side, he's on, he's on Lita's side, and, um, I really want to see him hook up with his sisters. And my favorite non-clones were Paul and Felix because uh, they really stepped out of their respective shoes this week. Um, and so I really liked it. Uh, rating, Katrin? Oh, God, I don't know. Nine out of ten. Um, exploding Pauls. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel there's a theme here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Sandra? I didn't like this as much as I think everyone else did, but I will give it probably like seven and a half out of ten dream forts. Ooh, ooh nice. Janice? Um, yeah, like I said, the second time around I liked it better, and after talking, I thought we had a really good discussion, so I'm, I'm going to give it um, eight and a half out of ten uh, Non-quivering Scott. Okay. Uh, Lynette? I want to, I forgot, I want to give, uh, as an honorable mention on the non-clone Scott, because he was really cool. He was awesome. Scott was awesome. Yeah. yeah. He was doing really good. And um, I love the episode. It did lose points for the fall thing for me at the end. I didn't think he needed to do that. But So I'm going to give it a 9.5. Department store makeovers for Rachel. <laughs> and if you ever have one at a department store, you know what that means. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, I do. Yep. <laughs> Should find pictures of my best friend's wedding. <laughs> I looked like a ballerina. <laughs> Not in the good way. Okay. Uh, I give it for. I'm still torn on how I. This episode. I really liked it, but I also didn't, and it was really hard and gritty. Yeah. And so, like I said in the beginning, this is one of the best hours of television I've ever seen, outside of whether or not I liked it. So for that reason, for just the cinematic and for the for that, I'm giving it 10 out of 10 Scorpion Snacks. <laughs> awesome. You know, and that's the one thing about the show, that I don't like everything that happens, but I, I keep watching it, and it keeps me in, in you know, really wanting to watch the show. So I don't have to like everything. And I think that, I think they do that on purpose. They don't want you to like everything. They just want you to watch the show and, you know, get the message. And I, I love that. Yeah, I mean, whether you I, like it or not, there's an emotional connection to it. Exactly. And you still want to see the journey. Because exactly. they're making you yeah. feel. They're not making you smile. That's right. It's, and it's like it's life, life, isn't it? Yes. And I keep saying that this is one of the most... Like, they're so real with the stuff that they do, which is why I'm having such a hard time with this episode, because it was really real, and it was gritty, and it was hard, and it was uncomfortable, and it, like, uh-huh. so many emotions. Exactly. Right. Hey, Janice. Yes. Do we have feedback? We have feedback. Um, I'm not sure who the first um, f- feedback is from. Is that Nutty? Uh, I don't remember the order in which I sent it to you. If the other one is Shane, then yes. Um, no, the the other one is Harold. Uh, no, it's Harold and Shane. Harold and Nutty Shane. Is, okay. Nutty is at a con, and so she is out of it. Nutty is AWOL. <laughs> she is AWOL at the moment. Okay. But we'll have her next week, so it'll be fine. Okay. All right, so this is from Shane. Oh, my God, what an episode. Have to be honest, I was quite literally shaking and crying by the end of it. Beth. I know it was only a dream sequence, but it was great to see her. Am I the only person who feels bad for Rachel? 
Helena came back for her sestra. That was lovely. Felix is fucking scary when he's angry. Bad Delphine. Koss and Shay, they are very sweet together. I hope it doesn't turn out bad for Koss. Boo. Donnie is an idiot, but that scene. I feel bad for their kids. And finally, Paul, what a death. I'm going to miss him. I didn't think anything could beat becoming part two as my favorite episode of anything ever, but I think this has. Another Buffy reference. Uh Uh-huh. Thank you, Shane. And then Harold. This was another classic Orphan Black high-stress, high-emotion episode. There were so many high points, I will limit myself to just three, plus a few observations. One, Felix confronting Rachel. That was a gutsy move, even if the biggest threat he could muster was that he would come back and harass her every day. As it turned out, the biggest reveal from that scene is that Rachel is familiar with her father's code. Shane and I were messaging today about how we are both feeling sympathy for Rachel. It is a little hard not to, considering her injuries and how isolated she has become. But I have mixed feelings about whether I would like to see her mend her relationships with the other Lita clones. Two, the dream sequence with Beth. Was that dream Beth or ghost Beth? I tend to think that this was some sort of spirit form of Beth. She felt too real and heartfelt. I liked that she gave Sarah advice and direction. It was remarkable that Beth was instantly recognizable and distinct from the other clones. It is amazing and cannot repeat it enough times that Tatiana played six unique clones plus a scorpion in this episode. Bravo. Three, the Allison and Donnie twerk scene. Orphan Black slips into fan service every so often, but it always it is always so perfectly done that all you can do is just cheer. A few other thoughts. Sorry, Donnie, but making a big cash transaction will get you noticed, especially when you don't have a current source of income. I loved Delphine in this episode. She has been gone for too long. She's a totally different character this season, but I don't care. I'm really enjoying this version of her. She cut right through all of Cosima and Scott's BS, and I fully expect her to go all La Femme Delphine on Shay's ass next week. I am looking forward to next week. I expect an all Allison episode with her mom rudely waking her up from her drug trade dreams. Or joining in. Whatever. I just want to meet Allison's mom. The rest of the Lita clones can Skype in if they want. Caster clones can stay home. Thank you, Harold. Yes, thank you so much for the feedback this week, guys. Um, I have a so I just I have one more trivia question for anybody who can answer it. I don't know if you guys can or maybe our members, but the the canister that is that uh, the eggs are in doesn't that have to be recharged? And what kind of gas is it being froze with? I mean, isn't it going to run out? Aren't they going to go bad? Okay. So, depending on the type of canister, <laughs> it shut up, Tim. Liz, how do you know this? Did she message you with this question, or do you really know this off the top of your head? <laughs> no, I didn't say anything to anybody. <laughs> science, okay? I just really like science. <laughs> I know you like science, and I could understand if you can you can look it up at, at a moment's notice. But you just know this stuff. You don't even have to look it up. Is it so unbelievable that I'm intelligent and I know things? 
<laughs> okay, continue. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So, depending on the type of canister and the way it looks is that it's completely insulated, so no, it wouldn't have to be recharged. There's no batteries or anything keeping it. It's cool. And it's not a gas. It would probably, well, it is kind of gas. It's probably nitrous oxide, which as long as it stays closed, keeps it all trapped inside. So it would have to be tight. It would have to be airtight. Yeah, airtight works because air covers a lot of gases. So it would have to be airtight and uh, insulated. And as long as it's airtight and insulated, it doesn't have to be charged. If it's, like, shaken around or bumped or opened by a little girl. (laughs) Or I don't don't think Kara would have opened it. Um, But... Or if it was sitting out in the sun, like, there might be some expansion issues, which could cause an explosion an explosion or a seal problem or something like that. But as long as all of the seals are in place, uh, yeah, it's going to be fine for a while. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Um, so unless they just want to fuck with us, and as soon as we find it, they're like, oh, but everything's dead. Um. Which dead cells can still be helpful. I was going to say that would still contain the DNA. Yeah. You could still learn. Th- you can still learn things from dead cells. That's why we do autopsies. And well, and that's how come they could find out things from you know bones from way, way, way back. Exactly. Um, all right. So I think that's it for everything this week. This has been a great episode. Uh, Sestra, I am so glad you joined us. It was very fun. I'm glad that I could. And, uh, Katrin, I'm glad that some Beth happened and we got to have a little bit of Beth time. I'm always glad to have Beth time. I'm glad you were available so we could geek out about Beth now instead of in, like, three weeks when you're <laughs> guesting with us. Two weeks. Is it two weeks now? Yeah. Uh, I have episode eight, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you do. Um, so the next episode, episode seven, is community, uh, of dreadful and fear and hate. Hmm. Or I miswrote one of those words. Anyway, uh, and Nutty is our guest. Sweet. Okay. Right. Hooray! Yay! All right, so thank you again, Sandra and Katrin. Can I plug my show real quick, just because I'm excited because yes, I'm actually yeah. on it? Okay, like normally I'm part of the Inside the Ropes network. You can see our website, insidetheropes.co.uk or facebook.com forward slash the inside network. It's a wrestling podcast, and each week we have an episode out for free that is the normal, like, standard podcast. And this week I'm actually on it, so I'm kind of just excited because I can say you can hear me on Inside the Ropes this week with Penny because Robert's work schedule is crazy. Normally I'm on the VIP service. So it's harder to plug it and just be like, yeah, I'm on this. But really, you're going to be listening to two Scottish guys. But they're both awesome. Um, This week, we talk about a lot of news and whatnot. So, yeah, check us out on Facebook if you like wrestling. And I realize there's probably a very small crossover audience here. But it's fun (laughs) to mention. All right. Um, Can I plug my... Yes, but you're breaking up, so... Hello? Hello, there you are. Can you get... Oh, okay. Yes. Um, I am on a Freaks and Geeks intro cast called McKinley Cast, and we release episodes very infrequently, but when we do, they're pretty good. So give that a listen and follow me on Tumblr. Her Tumblr is uh, funnier than Polonium because you're breaking up again. Am I breaking up? You're not Did breaking up. No, oh, okay. Because everybody got really quiet, and then I was like, wait, it's me. I was waiting for Katrin to maybe come back. Oh. 
Katrin, Katrin is dropped. Okay. So let's just go ahead. Uh, Katrin is, uh, funnier than Polonium on Tumblr and she is funnier than Polonium. So, uh, go check her out. So thank you everybody for this week. Thank and you. we will be back next week with Nutty. Okay. Bye. 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 Join us for the Bycast, a podcast by and for the bisexual community. We discuss and give voice to all of us under the big umbrella, bringing you information, news, entertainment, and support for all. You can find us at thebycast.org, at thebycast on Twitter, thebycast on Tumblr, and bycast in iTunes. Visit the Bycast page on Facebook and see how you can join the Facebook group. And remember, you're not wrong, and you're not broken, and you are not alone. So pull up your favorite comfy chair and relax. And remember, everybody gets a cookie. Mm-hmm.